This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you'd like. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we'll give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those over at freetalklive.com. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Don't forget, you can join us, uh, again, freetalklive.com. You actually get to create the content. So uh, the stuff you see there on the front page of the website is created by listeners like you. So if it weren't for listeners like you creating the content, there would be nothing interesting there. So it's thanks to you. Please, uh, if you find something online that you think is interesting, you think our other listeners will enjoy, take a quick moment and submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It'll then come up in the what we call the upcoming stories queue, and that's where people can go and look and see what's fresh. They can vote on what they like, what they dislike, and the most liked. We'll make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So there's lots in the news, lots to discuss tonight coming up. What I consider to be a huge story, huge story, Detroit Protection Services. We will explain what's happening in Detroit. Uh, But first, other news that I think is pretty important Derek has brought in to discuss here tonight. With the FBI once again rattling uh, the saber about the so-called sovereign citizens movement, uh, this uh, specter of... Basically, they're trying to present to people this specter of domestic terrorism. Be afraid, Americans. Be very afraid. This is why your government is here, to protect you from these people. It's very interesting, the angle they've taken on it. It seems like they're not very interested in defining exactly what a sovereign citizen is, except for a person who likes to exercise self-government. So just the title of the article is that the FBI warns of threat from anti-government extremists, which Tally TV over at fr33agents.com has rebranded that pro-government extremists warn of anti-government extremists. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the article starts off here that uh, anti-government extremists opposed to taxes and regulations pose a growing threat. Who the heck is it opposed to? (laughs) I mean, come on. Everybody's opposed to some taxes and some regulations. Uh, Well, everybody, I would think, is. uh, But these people are posing a growing threat to local law enforcement officers of the United States, the FBI warned on Monday. But this is interesting to me. This is the first sentence here right out the gate they're claiming that people who are peaceful i mean this none of these actions uh involve or uh, imply any violence being used they're just At least resistant to taxes right yeah, yeah it, it, they get to the violence it, it could get there but so i i think that's interesting that uh they're singling out peaceful people here it goes on the extremists may refuse to pay taxes defy government environmental regulations and believe the united states went bankrupt by going off the gold standard it's it's amazing they're they're almost describing dr ron paul here aren't they <laughs> so are they are they saying that i don't this... know i don't know if ron paul touts the whole u.s is bankrupt uh, conspiracy theory I, I don't know if i've heard him do that i've Has got he? a conspiracy theory for you the u.s is going to be bankrupt shortly if it continues to keep on doing what it is doing well, the, the conspiracy theory they're referencing here yes. is that in like 1930-something, uh, the U.S. government went bankrupt, and it's because they went off the gold standard, and then they had to sell their assets to China, or there's different versions of this yeah, but, you know, conspiracy but the, out there. But the, the, the smear in but this the, is the, essentially on. The is, idea is that the conspiracy is still going on, that the U.S. is still in, uh, in bankruptcy, and so therefore the Constitution doesn't apply, and so therefore uh, you know the, the entirety of the United States landmass has been basically pledged to the creditors 
you know, in the case of uh, it being China, etc. It's it's a pretty big conspiracy theory, and uh, I don't know how true it is. Well, the angle of this story is definitely taking uh, the side of the status quo. Saying, of course. You know, <laughs> saying that uh, people are extreme if they're against taxes and regulation. but And the they, gold standard. That's what right. this was intended to do, was this was intended to smear anybody who says anything about the gold standard. Mm-hmm. As if they pose a threat to local law enforcement. That's what the FBI is seriously saying. But let's remember that the local law enforcement is a threat to the natural rights of peaceful people. Uh, so it, it goes on here. The routine encounters with police can turn violent at the drop of a hat. They're right about that. The routine encounters with the police can turn violent at the drop of a hat. They have set a mouthful there. Absolutely true. And so um, legal convictions of such extremists, mostly for white-collar crimes such as fraud, have increased from 10 in 2009 to nationwide <laughs> to 18 each in 2010 so and 2011. So let's talk further about that. Let's point. talk about how many convictions for police brutality there have been in those yeah. years. I, you know what? Well, there probably haven't been very many convictions, but there have been a lot of incidents of police brutality. What, I, I, you mean I'm, the police brutalizing other yes, humans? They I mean, don't usually get convicted for that. I, I mean, you know, what the, this should be is this is, should be a memo to the public. Because if if everybody who is for the gold standard opposes taxes and regulations of, of uh, I think they cite two examples here in their, in their story. So they've got two out of the... You know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or or millions of people that uh, believe this way. They've got two incidences. They should actually be warning the public about police because there are rogue police uh, and not just police, sheriffs, TSA agents, anybody who's got a badge and uh, some kind of authority. I mean, they should be warning us of rogue law enforcement officers because they're more likely to do something. Not even rogues. Uh, Remember, 40,000, I believe is the number, 40,000 raids per year are perpetrated against the american people and of course most of those raids the super majority of them where they roll up their bearcat tank or whatever and uh, pile out like military squad kick in a front door use a battering ram come in shoot the family dog hold you at gunpoint put your kids on the ground i mean all these things are happening on a regular basis i mean there there are more police raids per day in america than there are these uh, so-called sovereign citizens getting convicted of fraud and by the way let's talk more about what that probably means this is a very kind of uh, a non-detailed general article that's essentially just a propaganda hit piece uh, where right. indeed the, the fraud they're talking about, I'm going to speculate, having read into some of these sovereign citizen schemes, and they are schemes. Uh, we can get more into who those people are and what they're all about in a moment. Uh, but the idea that there's fraud going on, they believe that the – and I think rightly so at some level – they believe that the entire monetary system is fraudulent because you know the dollars don't actually have gold or silver or any sort of precious metals backing, and so it's all imaginary. And that Plus, when you businesses are forced to use them and in, engage in Federal Reserve notes, right? And when you get into how the banking system works, things get really weird. Uh, like for instance, there's there's with the sovereign citizen movement, there's truth mixed in with fiction, as is common with conspiracy movements. Uh, so from what I understand, and I'm no expert, if you know more about banking, feel free to call in 855-450-FREE. But when a bank loans you money, it's not coming from the vault. It's coming from thin air because the banks have been given the permission by the Federal Reserve, which also creates money out of thin air, to make money out of thin air. So the bank gets to make – I think it's nine to one is the ratio. They mm-hmm. get to make nine times as much money as they actually have in deposits. So when you come in to sign a loan for a car or a house – 
when you put your signature on that paper, you create the money. Brand new money. So think about that for just a moment. You create the money that the bank – you're authorizing the bank with your signature to give you money that did not exist. Then you get to work your butt off to pay it off. Now, I can see – look, I paid off my home loan. I can see – but I could see why somebody would say – Wow, this whole thing's a scam. Screw this. I'm not paying my loans, which is essentially mm-hmm. what the sovereign uh, so-called citizens are doing here. They're doing this thing called accepting for value where you write accepted for value on the bill that comes to you. And you're like, well, this is paid from my uh, personal account that uh, is at the federal treasury. And they, they have this belief system that uh, that your social security number or yeah, I think it's your, social, your birth certificate number is like essentially an account number and that there's uh, millions of dollars in a secret account uh, with the, the government, government has government in somewhere. your name because they claim to own you and that yeah. kind of thing. I think actually this it's is the fraud else. they're talking about. I don't think opinion. so. I don't think that's the fraud. Well, they, they actually they slap liens on law enforcement officers and judges and they stuff. They do that too. Yep. And I think that that's what they're talking but about. But how is that fraudulent? Those, that's call, just paperwork. Well, since well, we're speaking it's fraudulent because fraud. they call it they say it's not true. Fraud, in this case at least, it's peaceful, and compared to a simple Google search of police brutality, sure. that'll bring up over a million hits. Let's come back with more on this here, because the sovereign citizens movement, they're going to say there's like 100,000 people involved. I've seen numbers up to 500,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, 855 that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And what does it really mean, sovereign citizen? It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we'll give you the features on the site. So enjoy those. Uh, Lots of features, including the bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners, and it's free. bbs.freetalklive.com will take you there. bbs.freetalklive.com. Also on the BBS, uh, we post show notes. So once again, uh, bbs.freetalklive.com. If you're looking to uh, procure some precious metals here in the in the near future and you know, lots of experts are predicting that they're going to continue to go up. I've certainly got some uh, stashed up for myself, whether it's a hedge against inflation or investment or barter currency, whatever your reasons for wanting to get some precious metals. Check out gold.freetalklive.com. We've made it easy for you to go over there and uh, by purchasing gold from gold.freetalklive.com, you'll be getting your gold from uh, Midas Resources, a, a big name in the purveyors of, of uh, precious metals, and you'll be helping Free Talk Live in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right. So, uh, by the way, Derek J. Uh, Derek J. Joining us tonight from fr33agents.com, also livefreerdance.com, your personal blog. And is Live Free Dance hosted over at FR33 Agents? It sure is, uh-huh. yeah. What's all that about, the hosting thing? Oh, well, fr33agents.com is able to host websites and an un, uh, infinite number of websites for folks who identify themselves as voluntarists or are down with the zero aggression principle that's just basically a network for those folks to connect with one another and pimp their activism. So if you've got an issue that you really care about, say freedom to travel or uh, you know cannabis uh, legalization, fr33agents.com is interested in pimping that, making that issue front page news everywhere, helping you 
uh, enable yourself to promote that brand. Promote and that's just that. one aspect of what FR33Agents.com is doing. Sure is. Uh, you guys are also a great networking tool for liberty-minded people to talk to one another, share ideas, uh, get uh, points for actually doing activism and trading those points in for things like uh, buttons and T-shirts and other stuff to, to be announced in the future. Uh, but it, there's a huge networking aspect to it. But just from the perspective of setting up a website, I've paid people to set up WordPress sites for me before, like to just go and do the behind the scenes clunking around of installing WordPress on a Linux system and, and whatever that those mm-hmm. things are that they have to do. I've never done it myself, but uh, it's probably not that complicated. But I paid people to do it. And when you sign up for fr33agents.com, it asks you like right during sign up, do you want a website? You can get one later if you don't want it right then, but it's just it just creates it for you. There's no like waiting. It's just there. Exactly. It's really nice. Not only is it easy to set up your own website, but we've also uh, purchased uh, over 130 themes that people can use if they're interested in uh, making their website look a certain way. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to spend all the hours and days and weeks that it would take to make a website look pretty and beautiful and user-friendly. I've seen the themes. They look good. Right. So... There, there are a lot of options for people to uh, pimp their activism in that way, and we're achieving a free society over at fr33agents.com. I think it's an important step, and it's an important website. Uh, and, and in fact, you guys are also, not only are you kind of promoting news that comes out on the various different websites on the FR33agents network, uh, on the main fr33agents.com page, but you're also, just within the last week, I would say, launched a, a brand new audio news uh, package that you guys are putting together on a daily basis which I have to say is an incredible level of dedication. Uh, And you guys jumped right into daily. You didn't start once a week. You jumped right in and started doing it daily. And it's you and Jason Talley from Talley.tv. And occasionally bring in other voices. But you've done a great job with that. And and where can people go to find those uh, audio archives? They can find all of those radio archives at fr33agents.com. Up at the top, there's a radio tab. You just click that tab and you'll see all of the past eight days and all the ones we're having in the future. Now, there's also a really cool feature where people can get involved in adding news to that radio podcast by calling in and that number is 762 BEFR330 so and you're you can, taking reports from people and that's then right. incorporating them into the newscast that's right we Neat. had we had uh, Eddie Free agent Eddie Free uh, from the district of criminals call in and mm-hmm. he reported on today's uh, podcast episode you can listen to that today um, but yeah we we're interested in getting reports from all over the globe of the peaceful revolution happening uh, all over Excellent. So, fr33agents.com. As you can tell, I'm a bit of a fan of what's going on over there. I think it's it's good stuff. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the number here. Now, one of the things you're not going to find at fr33agents.com that I've seen, at least, is a bunch of conspiracy theorists. It's not that kind of a website. This is a site where it's dedicated to activism and achieving liberty in our lifetime. And I don't believe that conspiracy theories uh, further liberty in our lifetime. I think that the conspiracy theory world creates a rabbit hole for people to get lost in, and uh, it's a rabbit hole full of despair as well, because the message of the conspiracy world is, my God, these people rule the world and you can't do anything about it. They get together once a year and they plot how they're going to control. Things are going to eliminate 80% of the world's population. They took down the Twitter. 
Twin Towers and they t- they're taking people out left and it's just a very defeatist, uh, very negative kind of view of well, the they, world. They essentially take anything that's uh, bad that's happened and, you know, this isn't every conspiracy theorist. However, there is a conspiracy theory for at least everything that bad that has happened, whether mm-hmm. it is uh, the Arab Spring. Some people are interpreting that as a bad thing um, or whether it's the, the you know, JFK, the tsunamis, hurricanes, I mean, natural disasters, as if there hasn't been a natural disaster since 1963 when Kennedy was shot. Like, everything from then on has been caused by... there's more now because of HARP. It's a radio transmitter in Alaska that is controlling people's minds and the weather. Well, these are the things that they talk about. There's certainly a lot of bad things that go on in the world, and there are a lot of unknowns that people can uh, talk about, but I'm way more interested in focusing on positive alternatives to move on and achieve of free society. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason I bring up the conspiracy thing is to tie back into where we were, uh, t- what we were talking about before with the uh, so-called sovereign citizen movement. There's a, an FBI report out, I guess, or they're putting out press releases because somebody basically sounds like they picked up the federal government's press release, changed a few words, and then put it out as a news story. This is what you're sharing with us here tonight. <laughs> and what's right. the source on this story? Do you happen to have this that is, handy? This is Reuters. Reuters. This is a very general kind of uh, article essentially saying, be afraid, America. These sovereign citizens are out there and they're crazy. You know, and they this is what happens every time. Okay, so every, uh, often you'll, whenever somebody's in, in the office of president, the other side gets all upset. <laughs> right? And then their their side gets all upset You know, on the other side because they've gotten upset. So it's just a, it's this ramping up. And what you're seeing here is, Oh my God! Obama is—you know—he's an illegitimate citizen. He shouldn't be—he shouldn't be president. Blah blah blah. Then the other side says, "You people are racist and you have guns. You're crazy." And then they say, "Well, your government's not legitimate." And, and it just keeps going back and forth and back and forth. And this is just mudslinging from the right and the left. Well, it would just be mudslinging if they weren't training local law enforcement and state law enforcement to deal with sovereign-related matters in, oh, in sure, ways like sure using bearcats. Yeah, absolutely, they are. Right. So I, I think they're, they're carrying it a little further than just mudslinging because, they, I mean, as this uh, FBI supervisory special agent says, he's saying we're being inundated right now by requests from state and local law enforcement I wonder on how what that to deal means, with these. Inundated. Is that like one call a week? What, what does well, he consider inundated? Well, they well, say they don't keep a tally of people who consider themselves sovereign citizens, so they don't really have figures to back any of this up. Well, there's that uh, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, that uh, organization that used to be for for equality and freedom, has now which is now turned and uh, is for just the opposite. They they put out some something uh, about a year ago. All right, there's more coming up here. Eight five five four fifty free. We'll dig in a little bit further with this. What is this sovereign citizen thing? Free talk live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe... You consider yourself a so-called sovereign citizen. Maybe you want to tell us what that means to you. 855-450-3733. Because I have a feeling that they don't all necessarily agree uh, with one another. And you can, of course, bring up anything you want as well. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And uh, don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you've got a mobile phone, a smartphone, go to m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. Get quick access 
to our live streams and the podcast. M, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD courses, so easy, the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com. They've got all kinds of free tools there for you. A free legal flowchart, free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, free legal dictionary, free videos. When you buy the course, remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out. Let them know that you heard about it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. This is the course you should have had in high school for civics. It's Jurisdictionary.com. So uh, we've been talking about this news story, this purported news story, uh, that is all about the so-called sovereign citizens. And we've addressed the sovereign citizens in the past, but it's in the news again, so it's a good excuse to uh, to talk about it again. And it's because you're going to hear more about them. You're going to, you know, they're they're going to ramp this up, is my prediction, because we've already heard about them here and there in the past, and now they're saying the basically the headline of this story is that sovereign citizens are uh, increasing in their uh, FBI, whatever. Like, the FBI is essentially saying, we've got double the cases of these sovereign citizens. Of course, well, it's they, going from 10 to 18 per year. But <laughs> Exactly. They, they make it sound like it's some organized group, but it really seems to be about individuals. I mean, the article here, which, as you state, is basically a, a government fluff piece. It says, J.J. Uh, McNabb, a former tax and insurance expert who is analyzing the sovereign movement, has estimated it to be about 100,000 members. We're just supposed to take this guy's word for right. it? I mean, come on, be serious. This is Reuters reporting, and I just think it's absurd that they would just say, how would he be oh, able take to this tell? guy's word. How, how would he be able to tell? I, exactly. What does he consider a member? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's right. just... So upon what does he base this? And so just to wrap it up, it, it finally concludes here saying that uh, sovereign members often express particular outrage at tax collection. And that somehow puts the Internal Revenue Service employees at, at risk. risk. You know, it, uh, who wouldn't be upset about tax collection? It, that's like saying, oh, uh, people are getting upset about theft. Well, well, some people think it's OK. Some people think taxes are good and that they're necessary. But I don't know many of those folks. So sovereign citizens. All right. So now you've heard the federal government side of things, because basically that news report was the press release from the federal government. I mean, you can tell just the way it's it's put. And what is a sovereign citizen? Well, it's a contradiction in terms, first and foremost. And I don't think the I, and I I know there are people out there that call themselves sovereign citizens. I mean, there there is a movement of the sovereign citizens, mm-hmm. and uh, often they'll claim to be citizens of the several states, um, or know, a citizen of one state, of or one something state, like right? That. Like they, you know, but they'll use that to refer to people who are you know, I'm a citizen of New Hampshire, as opposed to being a citizen of the United States or whatever. And, and we'll this, find people within this group with which we agree on some things. Like oh, I don't want taxes, lo- lots of things. So I don't sure. want the government to regulate me. I don't like the federal government. I mean, all these things are the case. But the problem now. We can get more into what sovereign citizen means in a moment, but one of the real issues here is that there were guys who would have considered themselves sovereign citizens who did gun down a cop on the side of a road. Now, they keep trotting this back out as though it's happening every day, it's a, but it's an old case it's now. It's an isolated incident, too. It totally is. If there are 100,000 of these so-called sovereign citizens and they're all so dangerous, then why aren't there you know, mass killings of police and judges out there? Clearly, most of them are peaceful. But it just goes to show that what one violent person can do – 
or in this case, two violent people, because it was, I think it was a father and a son that had yeah. gotten pulled over, and there's video footage of it out there. Uh, but what two violent people can do to really give a black eye to a movement. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so important. If you have a liberty movement, as we do here in New Hampshire, the Shire Society, the Free State Project, people are coming here to get active for liberty. If somebody comes to our circles, uh, Derek J., and they start talking about agitating for violence against the police, what will happen to them? Uh, ostracism. That, yeah. that person will not be welcome. Uh, not not around me, at least. I, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah, I can only uh, you know take care of how I respond personally to people, and I, I won't make someone who's uh, talking about violence feel very welcome around me. Right, because the the state is prepared for violence. That's what they train for. They're, that's what they're expecting you to do. And when you use violence on them, it gives them an excuse to crack down even further. So it also know, it gives them an excuse. It gives them uh, the the air of legitimacy around it. Right. Every, everybody's going to say, "Oh, well, these people are dangerous." Look at the crazy, dangerous they're, people. You hear what mm-hmm. they're using as a an you know as a reason for targeting the sovereign citizens out there. The largely peaceful, the ninety nine point nine whatever yep. percent of Sovereign citizens out there that have never done anything uh, that might be considered illegal as far as uh, you know violence towards towards law enforcement officers, yeah. they're painting those people with the with the the blood uh, that these other folks have shed. Just I mean you know a couple of incidences. Uh, there's there's one where a couple of cops were killed. Was it one or two cops that were killed? I think, by it, was, the father? I think it was one cop. One in cop Texas. killed by two people. Okay. And then uh, there was another incident where some guy shot at some police and didn't get anywhere. There was the uh, incident right. up in Alaska where the uh, you know the, the the extremist types got pulled over. You know, they there was a know. militia situation in in Alaska. Again, hanging out with people who are gun polishers and people who are constantly talking about getting the government with some sort of violence, or even at all talking about violence as a solution, is dangerous to a peace. You know, to a peace oriented movement because all it takes is that one person for them to say, "Ah, see those free staters? They're all crazy gun toting killers." Yeah, but to put things in perspective here, we've talked about a total of three incidents where there's been violence. If you want in a pullover situation for driving just to put things in perspective do a google or a youtube search of all these sovereign citizens taking traffic tickets to court and you'll see a lot more uh peaceful resolutions these these people that's where i've experienced most of them is they make a lot of youtube videos showing how mm. to win in court if you're pulled over for a traffic ticket that seems to be what a lot of these folks are interested in really i haven't seen many of those videos i didn't know they were doing that that's good um, so, I mean, I think a lot of them have some questionable theories. I, I don't know about this whole um, acceptance for value. The U.S. is bankrupt. And I think if you if you spend your time, you'll get bogged down in all that stuff because it really is a, this legalistic, legal land rabbit hole that they, they want you to uh, to get involved in. But I like the idea of being a sovereign. You know, the idea of being a sovereign, right? So the word sovereign is, is king, essentially. You're the king of your own domain. Uh, you're Goes the king back to the Magna life. Carta. Right. And uh, the idea, at least as I understand it, behind the U.S., the original concept of the U.S., was that there were supposed to be, you know, a bunch of sovereigns. Like, everyone was supposed to be a sovereign, at least in theory. Obviously, there's the whole slaves thing, which was a big problem with that. But, uh, <laughs> <You're right>. but <laughs> no, the theory... And then there was the whole, on that. It was only for landowners, so that was a problem, too. But uh, in theory, being uh, a sovereign is a good thing. Indians weren't counted. Yeah. Being a sovereign is a good thing, and each human being, whether black or white or male or female or whoever should be sovereign in their own lives. Now, if you want to uh, give away your sovereignty, if you want to relinquish it uh, and have someone tell you what to do, well, you are sovereign, so you're free to make that choice uh, for yourself. You should be free to make that choice. But you're not free to make that choice for me. 
And that choice has been made for all of us here. We've all been right. told, no, 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 you're not a sovereign. You're a serf. You'll do as we say. Or we'll call it a citizen. Now, as you said, I think, Mark, it was over the weekend we talked about citizens uh, with our Saturday audience, I believe. And the definition of citizen is really clear. You can look it up in a legal dictionary. You can look it up in a regular dictionary. It's someone who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. Doesn't that uh, make sense? Well, I mean, doesn't that but, absolutely make sense? You owe something to the government. The government owes something to you. You exchange your allegiance to the government in exchange for the protection you're supposed to give. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. When the when the marauders come, you're supposed to be run inside the gate of the uh, the castle. That and then you pledge my league. That's how your allegiance goes to the sovereign. To, to the Lord. Now, that's interesting because I know the New Hampshire Constitution, as well as the U.S. Constitution, uh, has said that people can opt out once the obligation of protection is null and void. I don't but, know if it says you can opt out, but it does say that there's consent involved. That, that all go- New Hampshire Constitution says that all gov- good government is by consent, which, of course, means that this isn't by consent, so it's obviously not good government. But more coming up about consent in a moment. Your thoughts are welcome. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We will give you the features there, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and would like to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links there. To Amazon, you click into the right Amazon for your country, and Free Talk Live, when you make a purchase, will get a portion of the sale. It's that simple. It's the same Amazon you're used to. Same huge selection, great deals, free super saver shipping on a lot of brand new items. Once again, go to shop.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done, and you'll help Free Talk Live all at the same time. We're talking about this so-called sovereign citizen movement, and I I keep using so-called because... I find the idea of sovereign citizen to be totally contradictory. It is a contradiction in terms. It is. And, uh, and the reason why is because sovereign sovereignty is that you own yourself and that uh, no one controls you. You're the king of your own uh, dominion, etc. Et and then citizen means that you owe a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection right. and to allegiance a means uh, you know obeisance to the league. You will do as you're told. You are so therefore, allied. you may not be sovereign and have given your duty of allegiance to someone. Right. By, by giving away your allegiance, you have relinquished your sovereignty. So therefore, there can be no such thing as a sovereign citizen. So they're confused right out the gate. The sovereign citizens are confused right out the gate. And uh, otherwise, you know, when you look into some of their individual beliefs, there's, they're really just based a lot of it on conspiracy theory and legal, uh, legal theory, a lot of which there's no real solid evidence for that it's well, actually true or actually works as far as how they want to get out. They've got lots of pieces of paper. I mean, they have, uh, you know, so the, the thing is, is it, what it seems to be founded upon is that the government at its very, very basic level still follows the 
the law. And I don't see any evidence of that. Mm. I, what I see is that judges and, and lawyers and those kind of people, that they do whatever they want. So well, right. if, the, if the sovereign citizens have the proof, and they may. I mean, I've seen stuff that's very motivating. I've got it. But They believe they know the law better than the government guys and that they can beat them at their own game, right. essentially. They're saying, like, I can have my freedom if I find all the hidden magic pieces of paper that right. lawyers have, have scattered around the world. No, no. there's you can't just bring it into court. And that's why I don't see a lot of the these YouTube videos where these people are successful in fighting traffic tickets because, aha, they pointed out, you know, this this one little thing you weren't expecting, prosecutor. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't fly. The judge is going to always side with the prosecutor in those cases. Right. I mean, I know that the, the rules in New Hampshire actually say, the court rules actually say, rule number one is that the rules can be waived at any time in the so-called interests of justice. So, it's crazy, isn't it? It's like, right there in their own rules they, that there they are set no up, rules. They set up rules that you must follow and that look like right. they must follow so that they have this air of legitimacy. Mm-hmm. If the only rule was there are no rules, it's whatever we say, then nobody would be nobody would give these people in the time of day. No However, one would be fooled by their aura of legitimacy. They put yeah. up all these rules and then say, well, we don't actually have to follow the rules as long yep. as we're pursuing justice. And right. by justice, we mean just us. And you don't get taught mm. that in the government schools. So I appreciate a lot of where the sovereign citizens are coming from, the so-called sovereign citizens. But I also think a bunch of it's bunk and it's leading them down a very risky road. And not to say that there's not risk involved in what we do uh, here. I mean, get, doing anything that puts you outside of the norm is, is going to take risk. Doing anything that's a threat to the status quo is going to be risky. And honestly, I'd love to see somebody from the sovereign citizen movement show up here in New Hampshire and like – Try to stick it to the system to yeah. you know prove their case to, to uh, make you eat your words. But thus far, it hasn't happened. Uh, there was one guy who came here like a couple years ago from California. This kind of vagrant dude uh, who doesn't like settle in anywhere for very long. And he came in talking a good game about stuff that sounded awful, awful sovereign citizen like. He wasn't talking about violence or anything like that. Just talking about you know magic words in court and. Uh, how he knows how to get out of tickets and stuff like that. And he went off and lived uh, up in, in the woods somewhere for a while and never, you know, nobody really saw hide nor hair of him. And then one day he made the announcement, I think it was probably like six or eight months after he got here, he made the announcement that he was going to return to California and that uh, if anyone wants to talk to him about his methods, uh, he'd be happy to sit down with them and explain them before he goes. So he was going to pass, on, pass along the his wealth of knowledge uh, to whomever it is that wanted to absorb it prior to his leaving. I don't know anyone who contacted contacted him to take him up on that offer because he never proved anything while he was here. Right, Why would yeah. I want to listen to him? You need to have a record of success. Yeah. People want to hear the knowledge that you want to share. I mean, it better be successful and based in some success. Well, when I, silly. <laughs> when I first met with the guy, he came to Keene first when he got here and then went out into the woods. Uh, when I first met with him, he was very confident. He sounded like he knew what he was talking about. And that sounded that's like great. That right, helps in court. Yeah, well, maybe. But uh, he sounded like what he knew what he was doing, but he never showed anyone. And if you can't show the proof of your ideas, then it's tough. It's tough to accept uh, these, these conspiracy theories, basically, without proof. Right. Uh, you know, things that I have uh, seen here in Keene, uh, you know, what looks like an obvious layup, what makes perfectly good sense to any reasoning person, what appears to have all the uh, the legal backing anyone would ever possibly need, these lawyers will jam it right back down an activist's throat because 
they know that that activist is an activist and they you know they want to make their life as uncomfortable as possible and these judges don't care they're in cahoots and they just don't give mm-hmm. a damn so i you know, I, I i i just can't imagine somebody coming in here and uh whipping out the the, the legal mumbo jumbo and it's all legal mumbo jumbo to me whipping it out and having any kind of success i'm for it well, I hope the failure of the sovereign citizen movement thus far is uh, inspiration to inside the system activists to really go get it and and show me that inside the active uh, inside the system activism can work. Uh, I know that it has had some positive changes here in New Hampshire. There have been some loosening of uh, some restrictive laws through inside the system activism. It's but, slow going, but, but it does seem to be working. It really is. Yeah, I, I would like to see it be more effective. I'd like to see it work. So well, we're going to well, see. We're going to put it to the test this week uh, here in in Keene. And I have to say, I'm not too. You know, again, I don't. I don't get my hopes up about inside the system activism. I know that you get your hopes up no, about outside the system. There's a activism? slight possibility well, that it'll work, but it just seems like hocus pocus. It's just like some some magic wand. It's. I don't think it's really going to work. Well, it's like the criminal gang, and that this. You know the government is a gang. It's the criminal gang holding out these uh, little. They have these little games for you to play, and they give you the illusion. Like what is it? That game Stacker. There's this. There's this video game that uh, it 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 advertises itself as though it's a game of skill. Right. You'll find it in different uh, play. This is a stand-up video game that you'll find in places, um, and it has prizes in it. Yeah, it's just blocks that you're trying to get to do. I don't know. You're trying to like build blocks or so. I've never played the thing. I've just heard about it and seen it. You're stacking blocks on top of other blocks. Right. And there's some goal to where if you get a certain number of points, you'll win prizes. There's little prizes around the there's machine. There's big prizes sometimes. And some big prizes. Well, uh, a demo decided he was going to go and uh, and get this machine. Like he would, feels like he was really good at this game. And so, uh, and he was just like, I'm going to pour 30 bucks into this thing. I'm going to walk away with an Android tablet. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Well, so he comes back <laughs> empty handed having spent $25 and decided to call it quits or whatever at that point uh and then somebody did that took the time to go to wikipedia and look up this machine and it turns out the whole thing is a scam the the machine what? can be programmed it's not like it's not like one of those claw games where like you can actually have some sort of physical control over things it's a totally digital game so basically what happens is the person who purchases the game for their establishment say the local bowling alley uh would be able to set the difficulty level to where it will only pay out the highest level prize. It's different tiers of prizes. So it'll only pay out the highest level prize once every 800 plays. So you know that there's going to be enough money pumped into the machine to pay for mm-hmm. the highest level prize. And essentially it makes it a, a total scam because it advertises itself as though it's based on skill. When in point of fact, no matter how skillful you are at playing by this game's rules, it will make you fail if it's not that one in 800 times. Right, and the reason it's a scam is because it purports itself as a game of skill. However, it is a game of chance, and that yeah. is a scam. Right. So, uh, so I mean, this, this kind of reminds me a little bit of the, the the legal system, where it's purported as though, well, it works this way, and it's you know, hey, it's fair. It's the best system in the world, and there's all this propaganda surrounding what it is. But when you get into it and you start getting your feet wet or your hands dirty, and, and it's, it is dirty uh, in this legal system, that's when you start to realize, oh. 
Things aren't quite as they seem to be. It, you know, it's not what they told me in government civics class about this whole legal system. No, it's just a series of hamster wheels. I mean, as soon as you finish one hula hoop jump, you, you have to go through another, and it's always some authority figure telling you, oh, well, you just haven't filled out this other piece of paper. You need paper. to file a motion. Oh, you just need to come to court one oh, more time. You should have filed a motion. Mm, it's too actually late now. what they say. Yeah, it's too yeah, late now. Next time, you know, <laughs> next time... You can't challenge whether the street is away in court during the trial. You have to file a motion two weeks in advance to challenge that aspect of your court case. More coming up here, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live, 1-855-450-FREE. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Create the content as well if you'd like. You can go and you can edit uh, the, the, the website basically by adding things to it. You submit news or blog posts or YouTube video or something that you find online that you think is interesting, useful, fun, whatever. And then other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions. You get to vote on things as well. Uh, the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site. So head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive here with you this evening it's ian and derek J and mark jumping right into you and your thoughts bruce is listening in columbia south carolina bruce you're on free talk live hey how's it going hey bruce well um, what's on your mind tonight uh, nothing but, okay so i was listening to the sunday podcast and i think it had mark and stephanie on it <laughs> and okay i could not okay granted i like sports but you guys seem to kind of What's the word? I won't say discriminate. Well, yeah, I won't say discriminate against a sports fan as if, as if almost they have no sense of understanding how the political system and all such works. Who said that? That's, that's how I felt. That's how I felt because it was, Stephanie was making comments like, oh, who can sit there and cheer for a team like it's part of a state? I mean, it's like cheering for your college team or your so, high school team or, you know, any other team. That's you know, what a, people do. A funny thing was, is uh, we talked about during the break, um, just how people will call in on other nights of the week and talk about what Stephanie says. You know, we have a show on Sunday. It is a different I show. I, I cannot. He I, might I can't, be listening in podcast. I can't. He can, sure, certainly. But I can't respond for what Stephanie would say. I mean, I don't well, think that people that, that, that watch sports are nimrods. Did I mean, Stephanie in, intimate that they were? I, I you were sitting here. I, no, the other, actually, the guy who called in kind of implicated that fact. In fact, I, I, I did. I did feel like the one guy was saying that. I felt like I had, you know, a certain amount of defense. Um, obviously, it's I mean, not fair to say that because there are Rush plenty Limbaugh of stupid... is is a huge sports fan, and you can't claim that this guy doesn't know anything about politics. Well, on the other hand, there are also plenty of people that you know might know something about politics, but they're also completely idiotic. I mean, so just because you're interested in the issues doesn't mean you're smart. I think that, uh, you know, mostly what well, we were yeah, talking granted, about. It, it, 
I'm not saying it means you're smart, but it also doesn't mean that you don't know. Oh, because if one guy has said it, oh, well, you know, you can ask him who the senator is. Or you can ask him who this person is. Who's your senator? Kind of it. But if you ask him who the starting lineup of the Boston Red Sox, who actually, I don't even know the lineup, and I do like sports. I don't even know their lineup. Yeah. And they can't answer. I mean, come on. You can't make that assumption. I've, I've seen just the opposite. Into that barrel. I feel like I've seen just the opposite, Bruce. Uh, a lot of the people I know who are very into sports also know a lot about politics because they happen to be stats people. They're just people who like to follow the numbers and, and uh, follow the exactly. games of these things. Well, um, you know, I don't think that knowing who your senator is uh, is really what it means. For me, I, I guess what my concern is is, A, um, the young people that play college sports and get the, get brutalized and destroyed, um, you know, before they ever get to the, the, the NFL or the major leagues. Um, my concern is for the bodies of, of young men playing this sort of lottery in the hopes that they're going to make some kind of money. And... Let's I mean, let's not deny responsibility here. It's your sports tickets and you buying whatever your favorite team's jerseys are and all those things that give these organizations the money so that they can then lure in these people for that stuff. Now, as long as they know the risks, that's fine. But I feel really bad for these kids. Well, yeah, I understand that because, I mean, I never really like how the college system kind of pimp out kids the way they do. Just make them use their bodies. Because all those kids who are playing college football are not going to an NFL. Most of them are. They're pretty much college or bust. Yeah. It's sad. So, I mean, I truly understand that fact. That's that's my biggest concern with it. Um, you know, I mean, if you're any other uh, dispute, I, you're not going to get me to you're not going to you're not going to lure me in on, uh, you know, saying that uh, football fans are dumb. Uh, okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> I just, no, just kind of want to voice that. And like I said, okay. I do love the show. Don't get me wrong. In fact, I do love Tuesdays because I love Derek J. I love Mark. <laughs> I love Ian. I like when y'all three get together because I think it really makes for a great show, honestly. I really do. Thank you. Thanks. Anything but else yeah, you want to really share tonight, Bruce? Uh, no, that's it, but um, thanks for taking my call. Glad you're appreciate out there. It. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I only heard bits and pieces of the Sunday show. I was kind of in and out of the studio uh, during it. Uh, so do you feel like there was some real negativity towards uh, sports fans on the part of uh, Stephanie? I don't or? know. I, on Stephanie, she like she's saying, look, I don't get it, and it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. And that much I got. There was the analogies were drawn between uh, team sports and war. You know that these are gladi- side. that yeah. these are gladiator, uh, essentially gladiator events and that kind of thing. You know, you pick sides. Uh, it's very nationalistic in the sense that you, you know, tribal. I think is probably a better term. That's a legitimate critique. Yeah, all these, uh, you know, like I like these guys. Like t- for me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not going to say I don't. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't name a single guy on that squad. <laughs> I'll bet you that and you only fewer, like them because you were born around there. Uh, that fewer than twenty percent of those people are actually from Florida. That, um, you know, really the only thing that makes them the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is where the stadium is and the color of the uniforms. I mean, what what is it that I like? I don't know what I like, but I like where they're from and the the name and the color of the uniform. That's it. I don't know. I I can relate to Stephanie's opinions on that because I, I don't get the sports stuff and I don't get the politics stuff either. I mean, I think they're both a waste of time and energy mm. for, coming from my part, but I, I think they're hamster wheels. People get stuck in and they, they don't go anywhere and nothing's built. I think that's a legitimate critique as well. I think that you know Bruce was right in that people who are interested in certain pastimes can obviously have more serious interests 
things mm-hmm. that also matter to them. Obviously, you know, me playing video games isn't doing anything to advance <laughs> liberty. And honestly, I haven't played a video game in several weeks. But you but, like you like every once in a while you'll find one you really like and you'll just dive into that thing and you'll abrogate sleep and uh, to some oh, extent. I will, <laughs> I will act like a crack addict uh, when it comes to yeah. a good uh, good video game. But I'm not of the illusion that uh, you know that. That is somehow productive or anything like that. I'm not saying sports fans are saying that it's productive for them to follow sports or a Hollywood nut thinks it's productive to follow the what the pop stars are doing or any of that stuff. But I think it's a legitimate critique to say that these things are the hamster wheels of life. Uh, that you know, it really doesn't matter ultimately if Brad and Angelina are together. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa! It doesn't buddy. matter. Oh, we were talking about sports here, and it doesn't matter how many touchdowns Warren Sapp has, or I don't even know if he played. <laughs> Offense. See defense or offense? I don't even know. He I think uh, he went in I think he went in for the quarterback, which would make him a defense. defense. Okay, I, how about Joe I, Montana? A, how about Joe Montana? He Japanese, he, he's a quarterback. He football, yeah. So yeah, so it doesn't matter how many you know receptions Joe Montana has thrown or whatever. None of those things really matter in the ultimate scheme of things. They're just something for people to distract themselves with. Yeah. And it's true that uh, that sports is a very popular distraction in uh, in this country today. Jason Osborne called in, and what his statement was is that sports is, uh, especially football, is this thing that you can talk to other people. In business it's probably specifically males mm-hmm. um which in a lot of cases got I, I would guess that um you know in certain businesses the guys outnumber women uh you know two to one or something and that it, you can talk about these things without having to you know get into real issues you can discuss it gives you something that you can discuss you're not stalking their family and saying hey i looked you up online looks like you got a wife and a couple of kids how are they <laughs> um, you're not saying uh so what do you think about the supreme court's ruling on proposition or the uh, ninth circuit's ruling on proposition eight mm-hmm. you know i mean you're not stepping into the minefield of politics you're not stepping into the uh the the, the netherworld of stalking you're just talking about something that most people can talk about the weather and sports without too much trouble some people can't talk about sports without trouble but most people you know they're not setting their car somebody else's car on fire over it well where's the fun in that i say <laughs> talk about the personal up. issues well <laughs> i think that uh, he's absolutely right about i'm gonna look that. up what your family's names are here. <laughs> it's one of those you're absolutely right about that it's one of those things that people just you know it's a filler it's a filler conversation yeah but unfortunately I think there's problem. I think there's something wrong with that at, at some level. I get it. Like you don't want to offend a potential client. You don't. Right. Offend- you're, you're crazy, is what you're like, saying. Um, in what you're saying, look, we've got clients that I can't talk about all of our issues with, especially your issues. No, I understand that. There's certain times when those conversations are inappropriate, but. When sports becomes the dominant subject of all of your conversations, or the majority of the time, or even with people with whom you're close, you know, if that's what you're talking about is sports, then maybe you are missing an opportunity to talk about secession or talk about something else. If you hit somebody over sports, you care too much about sports. one 450 free What if you burn down the stadium like they did in Egypt recently? That's bad. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Politics uh, underlying that. Sakel CAI toll free line. You can bring it. No, that's just because they canceled the game because there was riots at another stadium. More coming up. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-453, SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here this evening, it's Ian, Derek J, and Mark. Don't forget, join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can go and watch and listen and interact through our webcam over at cam.freetalklive.com. The chat room is built into the same page as the webcam uh, to, uh, for your convenience. So again, cam.freetalklive.com. Coming up here in uh, just over two and a half weeks, the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. It's going to be excellent because it always is. I mean, I've never had a bad Liberty Forum. Have you, Mark? No. No. Nope. Uh, the only bad Liberty Forum was the one I didn't get to go to half of because <laughs> I had to go to an industry convention that same weekend. We kind of split yeah. up. Mark, you went to the Liberty Forum. I went to the industry convention. I managed to come back for like the last day, basically. But even then, it was still cool when I was uh, when I was there. And it's always a good time to be at the Liberty Forum. Why? Well, because you're surrounded by some of the best people in the whole world. The Liberty community, hundreds of people who love the ideas of freedom are going to be in the same hotel for a weekend. How could that not be a good time? So come on out. Uh, go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You can get signed up, learn more about the event, learn about the great speakers that uh, are going to be there. Joel, and I've heard we've been mispronouncing this. Salad? Salatin. Salatin? Is that how you pronounce it? Salatin? I'm not going to... Look, I'm Joel Salatin will be there. Repeating. He is the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. And I believe he's going to be talking about how everything he wants to do is illegal. I believe that will be the subject <laughs> of uh, where he's coming from. It's a bold statement. And and all he wants to do is farm, and everything he wants to do is illegal. So it should be a real statement about how bad things really are out there for mm. people that want to be entrepreneurs and uh, and do their own thing. So we'll be hearing from him and uh, Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture Magazine, Peter Schiff, the infamous investment advisor, uh, Carlos Miller from Photography is Not a Crime, who was just arrested days ago in Miami. By the way, Carlos Miller did successfully undelete the footage of his arrest uh, that is oh, available good. online. You can see that now. If you, if you go to the Magic City Media YouTube channel, I'm sure you can also link to it through his blog, carlosmiller.com, the Photography is Not a Crime blog. So you can see that it's exactly as he described. He's walking down the street trying to leave the area and some cops just decide to call him an arrestee basically and freak and out lug him yeah wow so awesome uh, that he got that footage yep that's right and i believe there's more that he's working on on i guess undeleting at this point so there may be more still to come from carlos miller i'm sure we'll hear more about that from him directly as he's coming up to the liberty forum and there are so many other speakers i don't have time to tell you about them all so go to freestateproject.org slash liberty forum get signed up and use our coupon code ftl2012 to save 10 percent that is coupon code ftl2012 freestateproject.org slash liberty forum and free talk live by the way we'll be broadcasting live so uh, Looking forward to seeing you there. Let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek J., and Mark. Hello, guys. Hey, what's uh, on your mind tonight? I would uh, discuss Christian anarchy and uh, how it's kind of a conflict with my views on Ron Paul, but it's not really a conflict when I explain it. But uh, for a quick background, uh, I am called the Christian anarchist because I believe in Christian anarchy. And Christian anarchy in a nutshell is, I believe that we have a creator, and I believe that uh, that Jesus was his son. And other than that, I don't believe a whole lot. I believe that uh, um, a lot... 
lot of what we have learned over the years has been uh, distorted and uh, things, uh, nothing is really rock solid other than those two things in my book. And I believe that government is nothing more than a fiction. It's a legal fiction. If you, uh, anyone who studies law knows that a legal fiction, a corporation is a legal fiction, for instance. It doesn't really exist except on paper. Mm-hmm. And a government is exactly the same thing. They only exist on paper, so they, they're not physical. So I'd like to point out to people when they say, the government's going to do this. No, the government never does anything because they don't exist. But people act on the belief that there is a government. So government in that regard is like a religion. I call yes. it a, a false religion because a group of people believe that this uh, entity called government exists and because they're empowered by that belief, they do certain things, like lock people in cages, uh, bomb people. Um, and there are enough people who share that particular religious belief system to where they are all reinforcing that belief system amongst one another. And so, therefore, uh, it's never seen as publicly unacceptable to lock these peaceful people in cages because, again, all of these folks are believers at some level in this governmental uh, religious system. Even if they don't agree with the reason why someone's being locked in a cage, they still tell themselves a story about how, well, it's okay because it's the system, and if we don't like it, we have to change it, rather than coming to the conclusion that it's all imaginary and that if we just simply ignored these people calling themselves the government, if we had enough people together ignoring them, there would be absolutely nothing that they could do about it. That's absolutely true. Now, as a Christian anarchist, I'm, I kind of consider myself a missionary towards uh, enlightening people that are involved in the cult of government. And mm. so what I'm doing in promoting Ron Paul is he's one of the only honest people out there and I figured that any movement getting people away from government and towards liberty is a, is a step in the right direction. It's getting sure. closer to Christian anarchy. So that's why I promote Ron Paul is because he's the, the, the freest one and it's a step in the right direction. So, so this what is I'm new. doing, yeah, Sorry, what Gene. I'm doing is kind of like I, I explain it as children believing in Santa Claus, you know. Parents love to tell their kids, you know, Santa's coming and going to bring the presents. And, of course, the parents realize that there is no Santa Claus, but the children don't realize it. And you bring them up in that, and eventually you teach them the truth, or they find out the truth, Mm -hmm. and then they move on to the reality. And I see government as being that type of Santa Claus, and you have to gradually bring these people into reality. I think Derek had a question for you. Yeah, I really like uh, the cards you're putting down, Gene, uh, but this is new to me. I I haven't really heard of a Christian anarchist in this way before, so I assume you feel like agents of the state keep you from living out your religious principles and beliefs. Uh, So what are are some of the most heinous intrusions of uh, your your freedoms, in your opinion? Well, I think the the one that bothers me the most on a daily basis is the fact that they steal my money. Hmm. I, I don't like that part either. Yeah, the money belongs to me. It doesn't belong to them. But they, under threat of violence, steal that money from me on a daily basis. And that's the one that that really gets under my craw more than anything else, because uh, they don't have any legitimate claim to it. And again, it's, it's, it's by they, I'm talking about the cult members. I like to call to refer to them as cult members rather than government officials, because I don't see anything, any reality to government, so therefore they're a cult. So and it's the cult members that do the damage. 
Well, I agree with you there. So stealing money or theft is something that would relate to a lot of people, not just other Christians. So is do you uh, preach or do you uh, you say you're a missionary enlightening people? Do you pursue people who are not just Christians? Um, yes, I would. I mean, the message that I have, I share it to all kinds of people. Um, but, you know, I don't stand out on a street corner with a bullhorn. I typically share my message one at a time, or sometimes, I mean, I used to call in Free Talk Live a lot more and share it over. You did. You do kind of have a bullhorn, though, in a way. It's, it's a little more peaceful. You've actually done a rap on your Corvette, and uh, it's a Ron Paul rap, and you've done a very prof- it's a professional-looking like ad job. It's, got, it's, it's in a lot of Ron Paul videos. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> hey, Gene, thanks. Keep up the great work out there. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. He's one of those pe- people who puts his money where his mouth is and does what it takes to spread the ideas of freedom. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site there. Uh, They are completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include our archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download, get as many episodes as you would like there over at freetalklive.com. You don't have to log in. You just click and they're yours. freetalklive.com. On some of it's thanks to SACL CAI. Yeah, SACL CAI. I mentioned uh, Jason Osborne calling in on our Sunday show, letting us, uh, yeah, giving Making his... a brilliant point as usual. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, you can... You can and support- I don't just say that because he sponsors the show. <laughs> and yes, well, it, that's part of the reason. Uh, <laughs> no, he's a really smart guy. He like really he's educated. Yeah, he's uh, like got a PhD in economics or something right. like that. That you know, I don't quite get. SACL CAI. They have a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing. They purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call. They have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI. All right. Coming up, uh, Mark, you're going to tell us about the Proposition 8 thing out in California. I guess there's some news about that Mm -hmm. with the gay marriage situation. We'll get to the details on that. But first, I believe we're going to uh, go to your calls. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Also on the way, uh, Detroit. Maybe you've heard about Detroit and how, well, it's there's like a mass exodus. People are leaving in droves. Over the last several years, Detroit's population has dropped significantly. And the uh, Detroit city government, uh, the Detroit city government just has been cutting back on their so-called services. And, well, guess what? The market is springing to action. And we'll tell you about what's happening there. It's pretty exciting. Uh, in fact, I found out about it from free agents, fr33agents.com. We'll get back to that in a moment. But first, Prop 8. Uh, we'll, we'll jump into that right now, Mark. Okay, so the U.S. Court of Appeals, this is uh, the Ninth Circuit Court, upholds 
federal district court ruling that Proposition 8 is unconstitutional. So it says Ninth Circuit Proposition 8 serves no purpose other than to lessen the status and human dignity of gays and lesbians in California. Hmm. Now, this is the proposition that that they put on a ballot, right? That this uh, is the one that went through this? when Obama was elected president. Um, it's been that, that long, wow! It, that essentially undid gay marriage in California through a, you know a, a ballot uh, measure. And it was originally created by a ballot measure, was it not? Because wasn't it New Hampshire was the first state that actually had gay I marriage was, by legislative uh, motion? Well, a ballot measure would be legislative. Um, I no, you have to get petition signatures to get ballot measures in most places. Uh huh. Right, so it's not legislative at all. Okay. Usually, when you have a ballot measure, I, it's. A, I can't say. I believe that it was brought up, brought through by court ruling um, in California, but you know, I could be wrong. Uh, Derek, please look that up for me. Uh, I'm on you, it. See if you can figure it out. So here, San Francisco, California, today, the United States Circuit, uh, United States Court of Appeals, Ninth Circuit, issued a ruling in Perry v. Brown upholding the historic August 2010 decision of the federal district court that found Proposition Eight unconstitutional. Mm. In an opinion authored by Judge Stephen Reinhardt, the Ninth Circuit concluded that Proposition 8 violates the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, the United States Constitution. Uh, Propos- uh, Proposition 8 serves no purpose and has no effect other than to lessen the status and human dignity of gays and lesbians in California and to officially reclassify their relationships and families as inferior to those of opposite sex couples. The Constitution simply does not allow for the law uh, for laws of this sort, said mm. Judge Reinhardt. Uh, right. No, I don't feel like I get my dignity from the state. Right. This is this is kind of how I feel about this. I mean, I, I look at this and I'm like, ah, you know, these people drawing their conclusions from these documents. I mean, really, it's that difficult to say that uh, free people should be able to contract with other free people. You know, I wish I wish kind of that they would stand up and say, ah, uh, we don't care what the Constitution says. Doesn't matter to us. This is right. That you shouldn't be involved in other people's business. They should be able to contract with each other. That's what I think. Yeah, but I see where you're coming from. But this is a this government is court. Obviously, how they're going to rule. Right. I mean, the government court has a. Again, they have to play the legitimacy game too, and they have to make it look like their system matters. And so, that's what it's all about. Okay. I I got. I'll real, take it. Yeah, I'll take it too. I don't know. Proposition eight is what got me pretty jazzed into the political realm and mm-hmm. starting to research some of this stuff. But it, it was after Proposition Eight, you know, took the rights away from gays that I, I started saying, "Well, like, what? How can rights just be voted away?" And mm. so I'm hoping that more uh, people who are interested in the well, gay been rights voted movement, back. well, <laughs> isn't that interesting? If, if rights can be voted away and then voted back within a number of years, like, how much faith does one really want to put into this whole law thing? I, I hope. So this was this was the entrance for you, is what you're saying to the the liberty movement? Yeah. Say? Well, I, I would. Say Say it had a huge part of it uh, because I I started doing YouTube videos on this. Mm-hmm. I, I put a lot of energy into researching Proposition Eight and spreading the word to people about how important it is that you know gays have the right to marry. But then once I was seeing that oh I guess that didn't matter and uh, the gay couples in California were still together <laughs> that they didn't really need permission from the state to mm-hmm. live as if they were married or to get married uh, you know on a boat somewhere and have the the captain do it they, there are tons of ways that you can legitimize your marriage to yourself and your friends and your family sure. without a stamp from some stranger at your city hall 
I, I think that a state marriage is a dangerous idea because along with a state marriage comes along with the, you know all the state rules about divorces and everything that comes along with having a third party in your marriage agreement. I mean, essentially, that's what it is. It's a contract between three parties, one, you, and two, your your lover, and three, the state, you know, the people calling themselves the state. They're in your marriage, too. Who wants that? You know, the difficulty with this is, is um, generally marriage, especially if you have children, is an unfair proposition largely to males. So therefore, you're stuck in the situation of where you're trying to convince the female who is going to benefit from the marriage far more. Now, uh, you, the feminists have lots you of mean ways. in the case of a divorce? In the case of a divorce. Gotcha. Um, uh, now, the feminists will have lots of reasons why marriage is uh, female slavery, and I, I don't really entirely understand that. I've never lived my life where some woman wasn't telling me what to do, whether it was my mother, my grandmother, <laughs> my wife, or whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I'm interested in hearing the arguments, um, but... <laughs> the uh, you know it's 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 difficult to tell the woman that you you know you want to spend your look baby I love you and I want to live with you for the rest of my life mm-hmm. you know as the old uh, yeah. uh, uh, song Georgia Satellite song goes but uh, you know I, I I don't want to get married because if we get a divorce it's going to really screw me like that's a tough sell wouldn't you agree yeah i see where you're coming from yeah Yeah. well the number one argument for people who support gay marriage that i've always heard is that there are over a thousand differences between um state marriage and same-sex civil unions you know and those differences are erased once the gay people can get state married like everyone else you mean like for instance you can't go to the hospital see your partner that kind of thing exactly and so it seems really tempting for people who are supporters of gay rights to just say, oh, well, if we just win this one battle, then a thousand uh, battles are won. Mm. But I say it's it's better to take each battle on itself and say, well, why can't I go visit my lover in the hospital? That seems to me to be a healthcare problem, isn't it? Like that's that's government intrusion into healthcare. Let's fight that battle on its own, not just take this one a size-fits-all solution from the state. I get it. It's it's frustrating. It is. It seems like it's an easy pass. And on the other hand, I understand people wanting to do it. I, I get where they're coming from. And to I, me, I get, it's an issue of fairness um, yeah. at, at this at this level. I don't think the government should be involved in marriage, whatever. But no one's putting that proposal on the table. But that proposal isn't out there. It has been put on the table, sort of in New Hampshire, but it gets so muddied because you've got these the liberals on one side, the conservatives on the others, the libertarians trying to uh, to cut the middle between them, and then they're like, no, 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 and you know, there's just this this mess. Well, uh, one mean, way we'll solve it is by moving more. More people here and getting active. Let's go uh, to uh, Daniel, listening in Grand Rapids to WNMT in Minnesota. Daniel, you're on Free Talk Live. What do you want to share? Guys, how you doing tonight? Hey, great. What's hey. on your mind tonight? Um, I just want to tell you a little story. I had my taxes done uh, on the 21st of January with my ta- tax preparer, mm-hmm. and they told me that I would have my money by Wednesday the 1st. Tell you what, hang on, Daniel. We'll come back to the rest of your story here. Tax tax season story for those of you that still do that stuff. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? 
ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there. So enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. And you can also go and become an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. You go to amp.freetalklive.com. You get signed up to be an amplifier. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only podcast, the amp-only forum, and more. And your $3 a month, which is all we're asking for, We'll take that in and invest it into the show, get on more great radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So, once again, uh, visit amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. It makes a big difference for us. Let's go back to your phone calls. Uh, Daniel is on the line listening in Grand Rapids, Minnesota to WNMT. Uh, Dan, uh, Daniel, you're back on. You're, telling, you're about ready to tell us some sort of a tax-related uh, tax return story. You put in for your tax return in January and continue. Yes, sir. I put it in on the 21st with my tax prayer, all right? She told me that I'd have my money back pretty much by the 1st of Wednesday, all right? So, and it's quite a big return. So I cut a bunch of checks, the bills I owned, you know, and guess what? There's been a glitch in the IRS system, so I still don't have the money, and it's what, the what is it, the 7th today? So it's been about a week later than what you it's, expected. Exactly, and now they they were guaranteeing me they'd be in there by the eighth of tomorrow, and they still can't give me an answer because the IRS has got a glitch in their system with their computers. And I'm thinking, okay, who's going to cover my bonus check? The IRS or H and R Block? Or I can't say that. Oh well, that's all right. I don't I don't know why you couldn't say it. That's your uh, it's your experience with uh, an, with right. this alleged service provider. We'll say it's alleged that it was H and R Block. So right, all right. So they're saying it's guaranteed. Yeah. So what's the guarantee? Yeah. The guarantee is not guaranteed. It's like, come on, responsible here. I'm sorry for laughing. I I mean, this country is just this country is just such a mess right now. I'm cooking venison and walleye on my wood stove tonight to eat. You stuff you caught yourself. Exactly, stuff stuff I killed myself. Exactly, and I'm 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 feeding some of the venison to my dog to get by because I got to buy dog food for him because. I'm waiting for my return, and it's a big return, and it'll help me out immensely. But it's like, come on, where is it? And nobody can answer my questions. Yeah. I, I can only imagine how much it would have helped if the government hadn't taken money from you in the first place. Right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's frustrating, man. So basically, you're just yeah. on the hook until they decide to cut you that check. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least the good news—the good news is, Daniel, it's not state income tax returns because this is federal. 
Right. With the federal government, ultimately, they can just print the money. Whereas with state income tax returns, as we've seen happen in California, the state of California has had to tell people, well, sorry, you're just not getting your income tax returns until we can get it to you. So you just hang on. We'll get it to you when we can because they don't have the ability to print money up. And so literally they are uh, beholden to the tax revenues or, or you know whatever other revenues they've got coming in. You know, when I hear the funny this... thing is that every month at the end of the month when they go to take the taxes, it's like I'd like to tell them, you know what, can you hold on for about a week and a half because I can't afford to pay those taxes. Yeah, so I'll sure. get them to you in a week and a half. There's a glitch in my system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay you in a couple for Ron Paul now because all these other clowns, Mitt Romney, he's a millionaire. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. So yeah. you've changed your mind about Ron Paul? Oh, he, he, all the, Ron Paul I love. He's against. But you know what? He's not electable. That's what. The problem is because he's too, he's too, he's just too for against the government. And this government, we cannot shut down right now. It's too Not big. It's gone way out of control. So you really think he's unelectable? Are you are you buying that line that the media is pushing out? He can't out? buy himself. You know what? Mitt Romney's buying himself into that whole deal. He's, that's all it is. He's got all the money in the world. He can buy himself into that White House is what it comes down to. So I don't know what Ron Paul's uh, money situation is, but would you, pretty good. would you have a problem with him if he was a millionaire? No, I wouldn't. Cool. Okay. Yeah, no, I, think I would he stands not on because his principles. I, like his, I like his deal about getting the government. Let's get, a, get all of us. Get us the troops out of all these countries that we're in since World War II, and the legalized pot. Sell it, tax it, make money on it. People are. I don't know if Ron Paul supports. I don't know if Ron Paul supports taxes. I don't think that he would support tax. I don't want to go speak for Ron Paul. Legalization of pot. He supports full full decriminalization of all drugs, from what I understand, and I think that's the best position he could possibly take. I I think a lot of people understand that that's probably the likely way that uh, that that. Pot would get legalized. True, but I don't see Ron Paul talking about advocating new taxes. No, that's not something Ron Paul would do. Right. So uh, Willie Nelson does. He thinks it would help the whole country as a whole. Well, he can just cut a big check to the federal government. Then (laughs) I think it's true that having a legal pots uh, industry with taxes is better than what we have today, where people are put in cages uh, for possessing it. Uh, But on the other hand, that's not the best solution. The best solution is just simply allow the market to handle it and get the government out of it entirely with no taxation. And also, while we're at it, let's abolish taxes on liquor and uh, and other alcohols uh, as well. Hey, Daniel, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the story. Take it easy, guys. Yes, sir. Bye bye. Eight five five four fifty free. The toll free number. The electability thing is kind of this perpetuating meme because some people, like, you know, some people in the Republican Party say, Ron Paul's not electable. Then the media says, huh, Ron Paul's not electable. And then the people mm-hmm. say, Ron Paul's not electable. And then the media says, because the people said, well, we're hearing more people say that we must not yeah. be electable. So, you know, it, this, it goes around and around and around. Um, Self-perpetuating. And, said, yeah. you know, there's at this point, there's allegations of voter fraud in, in Nevada. Um, and, you know, some. it's very interesting that the one caucus that CNN showed, Ron Paul won by a landslide, but somehow just didn't do very good in the rest of them. I was under the impression if you throw your hat in the ring, you are electable, that there's always a chance you could win. There's the guy with the the rubber boot on his head, too. (laughs) In point of fact, uh, Ron Paul, I believe, is by definition more electable than some of these other candidates. Because he's been elected more times. Well, he's been elected, but he's also on the ballot in more states than some of these candidates. I saw news that, I I guess, Gingrich and Santorum did 
didn't make the Virginia ballot. Yeah, they're definitely not on Virginia. <laughs> uh, now, Santorum's also not on, on in Indiana, and I hear Gingrich isn't on in Missouri, but Missouri doesn't assign its delegates with its caucus, if this makes any sense. I mean, these None of states, it makes sense. These states are, well, we're, we're going to let people vote, and then we'll do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Afterwards, Mark, you follow this stuff more closely than I do. Is more that closely. normal it, that you know people wouldn't make it to the ballots in some states? I was under the impression that you know it's when hard. you have a national election, everyone's pretty much on the same. T- you know, somebody dropped the ball. I mean, it's essentially what happened, and or and or they thought they had it under control, and then some political operative within the state decided to say, "Well, it doesn't look like you have enough official signatures here. We've disqualified uh, ten thousand of your twenty thousand signatures because they do that crap." Like uh, if you've ever gathered. Petition signatures before you have you have to be careful with uh, with who's signing these things. So a lot of times, I remember when I did it back in uh, like it's been like a decade. Uh, but the last time I did some petition gathering, well, that's not true. I did petitions this week for the Bearcat, <laughs> but uh, but like state petitions, the petitions we were getting for the uh, to oppose this military tank were just basically name where you where you live and a signature. Right. But this is just to put a signature on uh, pieces of paper. This right. isn't but when you're official. getting when you're getting petitions uh, signed for you. Know, to have a like a, a ballot initiative or to get a candidate on a ballot, then the state government pretty they're pretty stickler about who signs those things. So if somebody puts some wrong, incorrect information on there or they don't fill out one or two of the blanks on the form, then psh, it's done. It's going to be thrown out. Uh, so they are actually checking those names against the voter rolls. Mm-hmm. And so basically, the Gingrich campaign or Santorum campaign turned in a certain number of signatures, thinking they had it in the bag and. I'm not they sure they turned in anything. I mean, Gingrich no, campaign. No, there was a there was a was lawsuit about that. Nearly non-existent. Um, uh, you no, know, there was a lawsuit over the 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 uh, signatures in Virginia. As I, I understand know that it. there was a lawsuit about him being on the ballot. I don't know if it was about. I the believe signatures. it had to do with how many signatures that uh, were were thrown out. What silly sabotage games. I mean, how, how old? But are they these didn't sabotage rules? Ron Paul, or they couldn't sabotage Ron Paul because he made it. Wow, sounds like they couldn't because <laughs> I would think they'd they have would. an interest. Right. <laughs> So essentially in Virginia, whenever that primary comes around, it's going to be Romney and Paul in yes. that primary. Wow. And as I understand, that's a binding one and a big one. I mean, Virginia is not a small state no by doubt. any stretch of the imagination. So they're not eligible. Neither Santorum or Gingrich are eligible for those at all. But that doesn't mathematically eliminate them. A lot of people are claiming that they're mathematically eliminated at this point, And that's just not being fair. One thing that I think we need to point out is that uh, certainly Gingrich and Santorum didn't have all their delegates in in, certain, in some states by uh, the, you know, the deadline. But let me use a personal example here. I am a delegate for the for Gary Johnson for the Republican nomination in New Hampshire. I you know gave him my information. I said, yeah, I'll do that for you, no problem. But I'm like the seventh or eighth delegate, meaning that he would have had to win by seventy five, get seventy five percent of the vote in order for my dele- for me to be kicked into play. Gotcha. And so since he you know nobody was going to win by that much, my, that position doesn't the the top. Four or five positions didn't count at all. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, huge news out of Detroit about private protection services. This is going to be really, I think, informative and useful for people who are really questioning the idea of, what we can't have something besides government cops. 
Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want as we launch here into the third hour of the program. The toll-free number is 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com where we give you all the features and you get to control the content of the site by submitting different things to it and then voting on what you like and dislike and the most voted up. Make it to the front page and the top of the website, freetalklive.com. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Let's go to the news out of Detroit. I mentioned it earlier, and I think this is a big story. I actually first saw it over at fr33agents.com, and they linked to a more detailed piece at thedaily.com. Talking about what's happening in Detroit, where recently we read news about how the Detroit Police Department has decided to cut back on their hours. Isn't that interesting? This is one of the biggest cities in America, even still with all the with the huge drop off in population they've had. I, Detroit's yeah. still a big place, and major market. They've cut back their police department hours to eight hours a day. So instead of it being twenty four hours a day, you could go in and get your service from the police department. Now, if it's not business hours. You're SOL. So your house gets robbed. Well, you want to go in and file a report? Guess you'll have to wait till tomorrow morning or whatever. They're just not even open. They're anymore. really just setting business hours for criminals. They're just telling right. the, the criminals what hours they should do business. And in some parts of Detroit, they've actually Crazy. shut off the street lights because they claim that they don't have enough money. And so all you poor neighborhood people, uh, you're just going to have to do without street lights. And you were talking about you want to talk about attracting criminals. Uh, it's been shown in studies that it's streetlights that cut down on crime more so than video cameras or any other sort of uh, crime prevention techniques that I'm, I'm aware of. I bet they've Dogs. still got money to indoctrinate the children. Oh, you as far as running their government schools? Your single oh, yeah. best crime reduction dollar is a dog. But if you're on the street, uh, sure, you can't have a dog with you everywhere street you go. Streetlights are the next. So – what is happening? I mean, if if the D- Detroit police are are slicing back on their level of service, what is happening? The, well, it turns out, looks like the marketplace is stepping in. A lot of times when we talk about private protection services on this show, we're accused of being pie in the sky. Like, you, what are you talking about? We've got the government police, and they're the you know they're the best police force in the world, and you know they may have their problems, but you can't have the market handle this. It'll be too confusing. They'll be fighting each other, and you know, there's all <laughs> kinds of uh, you know scary stories out there and ideas about how. This this won't work. It'll be like Somalia, which, of course, if you actually look at what's going on in Somalia, you find out that what's really happening there is there are different interests, governmental interests, people that want to be the government of Somalia fighting out with one another uh, uh, to try to take over. I think the biggest problem with Somalia is that uh, the UN, uh, basically, you know, with the, the United States, you know, right there in the lead, is attempting to foist a governmental That's system. That's what I just said. Yeah, they're they're 
different interest groups fighting over who will be the government in Somalia. The UN they're being trying one to of impose those a government. Um, there, and there are multiple people that are interested in being the government, not just Somalia the UN. has a history of, of being a stateless society that runs essentially these clans uh, situations, and people opt in and opt out of these uh, clans. Uh, so you know, I'm not sure entirely that go- Somalia had a government at any point, except when uh, they you know they were uh, back in the 50s and, and 60s. I don't know if we can compare Detroit to Somalia, really. I, no, but the, the comparisons will be made inevitably when which you start one has talk- more cholera. <laughs> when you start talking about getting the government out of things that they've traditionally always been in for our whole lives, people will bring up, "Well, why don't you move to Somalia?" It's a pretty big leap, as though it's an example, as though Somalia is the uh, you know uh, example of the stateless society, but it's not. It's an example of a society in which people are fighting over becoming the state. So anyway. Uh, to the news here from the daily.com the people of detroit are taking no prisoners justifiable homicide in the city shot up 79% in 2011 from the previous year as citizens in the long suffering city armed themselves and took matters into their own hands which is of course what the police always tell people not to do don't take the law into your own hands call us we'll come to the rescue but if they're not coming to the rescue, as has been pointed out earlier on the show tonight, the police have no obligation to provide you with any protection services. If they don't come to the rescue, then what do you do? You just sit and get victimized? Well, no, people aren't willing to do that. Yeah, people aren't willing to do that. Residents unable to rely on a dwindling police force to keep them safe are fighting back against the criminal scourge on their own, and they're offering no apologies. Detroit resident Julia Brown told The Daily, We have got a, a little old west up here in Detroit. That's what it's going to take. The last time Brown, 73, called the Detroit police, they didn't show up until the next day. So she applied for a permit to carry a handgun and says she's prepared to use it against the young thugs who've taken over her neighborhood, burglarizing entire blocks, opening fire at will, and terrorizing the elderly with impunity. She says, I don't intend to be one of their victims. She's, by the way, lived in Detroit since the late 1950s. She says, I'm planning on taking one out. (laughs) Wow. How old is Granny? (laughs) 73. Well, gosh I, darn. I admire her courage and her willingness to stand up for herself. How it got this bad in Detroit has become a point of national discussion. Violent crime settled into the city's bones decades ago, but recently as the numbers of police officers have plummeted and police response times have remained distressingly high, citizens have taken to dealing with things themselves. In this city of about 700,000 people, the number of cops has steadily fallen from about 5,000 a decade, a decade ago to fewer than 3,000 today. Detroit homicides, the second highest per capita in the country last year, according to the FBI, rose by 10% in 2011 to 344 people. On a bleak day in January, a group of funeral directors, wearied by the violence, drove a motorcade of hearses through the city streets in protest. Average police response time for priority calls in the city, according to latest data, is 24 minutes. In comparable cities across the country, it is under 10 minutes. And as you pointed out, Mark, when seconds count, the police are only minutes away. In this case, nearly a half hour. Right. You know, I mean, I don't know how police ever became anything but what they are i mean you you call the police when there's a problem but they're the cleanup crew they come they write the paperwork they you know figure out what happened they try to uh, you know do a little arbitration they they collect the evidence they do that kind of thing it is the very rare circumstance where a cop is going to have the opportunity to throw himself in front of a bullet to protect some innocent person i'm not saying that they're not willing to do it there's just not enough of them and they cannot be where in all the 
these places at one time. Thank goodness there aren't enough of them. We don't need to pay. We're not supposed to be paying them to do this. I mean, do you want do you real you the citizen? Do you want to pay? a cop's salary for him to follow you around and keep you safe. I mean, can you afford the 80, 90, 100,000 dollars a year? Now, I'm no, not saying the I cops cannot. get paid that kind of salary. I'm saying that with their benefits and their early retirement, um, they you know usually work about 20 years or at least they can work as few as 20 years. Right, and then collect 90% pension after that. With a response time of 24 minutes, I would hope your biggest problem is your cat in the tree or something, because I, I wouldn't want to be in a life-or-death situation and have to call those police. Absolutely. Even 10 minutes is, you know, you're dead. I mean, if, if there's a real situation happening, yeah. you're, you're, One it's minute. not going to help you. So, the number of justifiable homicides has led cit- citizens like Brown, of course they're using this citizen term as though it means something, uh, as we pointed out, citizen just means that uh, you have an uh, allegiance to the state in return for an obligation of protection, but clearly there is no obligation to protect, as the people in Detroit have learned the hard way. The number of justifiable homicides in which residents use deadly force in self-defense jumped from 19 in 2010 to 34 last year. That's a 79% rise. Uh, signs that that vigilantism was taking hold in the city came earlier. Mm, there's not an extra I in there. V- yeah, vigilantism uh, came earlier so around sure Memorial right. Day t- 2009 when former federal agent Alvin Davis decided he'd had enough of the uh, break-ins at his mother's home on the east side. She called the police again and again, but the brazen robberies continued. Davis, then a 32-year-old immigration and customs enforcement officer, snapped. Prosecutors said he spent days chasing and harassing the teenagers who were allegedly robbing his mother, even shoving his federally issued firearm into one of their mouths. No one was killed, but by the time he was done, Davis had racked up charges of unlawful imprisonment and assault. In August 2010, he was convicted and sentenced to four years in prison. But many residents in his mother's neighborhood are sympathetic to him whose case is on appeal. Ken Gray, 58, who lives down the street, says he basically did what a lot of us wished we could do. One high-ranking official in the country's in the county legal system speaking to the Daily said that the rise in justifiable homicides mirrors a local court system that's increasingly lenient of the practice. He said that it's a lot more acceptable now to get your own retribution, and the justice system in the city is a lot more understanding if people do that. It's becoming part of the culture. Detroiters are arming themselves with shotguns and handguns and buying guard dogs, anything to take care of their own. And privately, residents say neighborhood watch groups in Detroit are widely armed. There's more coming up here in a moment. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, and you can take care of your own uh, protection and defense, too, as Detroit's going to prove. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Toll-free number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have on the site. So, again, freetalklive.com features including the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Go to... 
shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine. Again, shrine.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing any permission of, uh, from a bank or, or a government agency. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. It's WeUseCoins.org. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. It's BitInstant.com. All right, so we'll continue here with this story out of uh, Detroit, and then we'll take your calls and your thoughts. Uh, it doesn't have to be on this. You can bring up anything that you want. But I think this is huge news because you've said, Mark, that you believe that the policing issue is one of the last issues that people should should broach when it comes to talking about you know transitioning to the voluntary society. Yep. And it's a tough one for people to, to really come to understand. For me, it was one of the last issues that I came, came around on, and it took me a little while to really kind of uh, wrap my mind around it. But it's nice when you can actually point to reality and show people, hey, look, it's okay. Well, you can point to people and show them private roads in California – where they function in Southern California, where we have private roads right now mm, alongside yep. public roads, and people choose to use the private ones because they can get where they want to go faster and safer. Well, yeah, but nobody but, wants to hear it. It's like, what about the roads? Why do libertarians <laughs> hate roads? Well, you have you a can't. lot of examples of private security in California coming from Hollywood, too, because a lot of the celebrities have their own private defense. Sure, but that's easy to blow off because, well, it's only for the rich. What about the poor? Well, as you can see in Detroit, this is going to be addressed very well. There's mm-hmm. plenty of poor people in Detroit. These poor people are not getting services from the Detroit Police Department. Even though there's thousands of cops in Detroit, it's still there. It's an average response time on a priority call is 24 minutes, which is far, far lower than the national average. The national average is like around 10 minutes. This is terrible. I mean, the national average is terrible. This is worse. And so people are stepping up. They're forming neighborhood watch groups. They're getting armed. They're buying dogs. They are not only that, they're going to hire private protection services, as we'll tell you about here in a moment. So it's uh, like the militiamen who this is from the daily.com. It's like the militiamen who stepped up way back when, says one resident. That's where the neighborhood folks are, said James Jackrabbit Jackson, a 63-year-old retired Detroit cop. I am not going to mess with that guy. (laughs) He's patrolled the Jefferson Chalmers neighborhood for years. He says they're ready to fight. We don't hardly see police anymore. The city's wealthier enclaves have hired private security firms. Intimidating men in armored trucks patrol streets lined with gracious old homes in a scene more likely seen in Mexico City than the United States. That kind of paid protection can run residents anywhere from 10 to $200 per month. And companies say business is good. Now look at that range. That's a huge price range. 10 to $200 per month for private protection services in Detroit. It makes you wonder... What I mean, how much of your property taxes go to, say, uh, you know, how, how much do you pay per month in property taxes for policing? Good question. And there's it's very difficult to know the answer to this. I suppose you can you have to get over, the city budget, pour, break it out, try to figure out what portion goes to the so on and so on. It'd be a but lot I'll of work. bet you it's more than ten dollars. I bet you're right. And I'll bet you you get. At the very least, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't get any police services. Thank goodness in my town I don't have to pay for it, but I probably sort of in a roundabout way I pay for the uh, 
the stadies, um, you know, and I, they're not really patrolling. They're just driving by at, you know, some breakneck speed uh, because they don't have to worry about getting a ticket. Um, but when I've lived in towns, I always picked have always picked houses that are on dead end streets and that kind of thing, because I like that kind of atmosphere where the only people driving down my road I know who they are. Your house. I know wh- whose car that is, who's driving past mm-hmm. my house. And man, the 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 rarity with which I see would see police officers w- or sheriffs or whatever, w- it was incredible. What kind of protection am I getting? It's it's difficult to quantify. I'm not going to claim for one second. I will not claim that the very existence of a policing force doesn't cut down on crime, but I, the the existence of this force cut cuts down on crime too. No, it's more I- accountable. How many, well, I guess we've all probably been on the inside of a police car, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, they take a picture here of this guy, Dale Brown, the owner of Threat Management Group. This is one of the private security firms offering services to people in Detroit. Uh, They've got a photo of the inside of his cruiser, whatever you want to call it. It's an SUV, essentially, or Hummer or something. And this guy is decked out. I mean, he's got, like, multiple cameras. <laughs> zombie. He's ready for a zombie attack. That thing looks better than the Batmobile. It looks awesome. He's got, like, a display up on the uh, kind of the, the top portion of the uh, the, the window of the Holy car <laughs> with, like, at least three different camera angles outside his car. He's got what looks like some sort of a computer display monitor attached to the dashboard. Appears to be some kind of another readout below it. I have no idea what that is. Maybe a scanner below that. I mean, this guy is loaded up with uh, with equipment, and he says that business is going very well. Uh, we're booming, says Dale Brown. Along, uh, he owns uh, Threat Management Group, along with Recon Security, patrols neighborhoods like Palmer Woods and Black Hummers. He says we're paramilitary, but we're positive. I'm not a vigilante. I am an agent of change. Oh, the Detroit, I like that. Yeah, I like it. The, the Detroit Police Department grappling with deep funding cuts in a city with spiraling budget crisis acknowledges that response times are high and says it's working on a plan to lower them. But a spokeswoman for the department insists the rise in justifiable homicides is yeah, unrelated. Our plan is to demand more t- of your tax money. The bureaucrat claims it's not related that uh, the department's slower than ever and homicides, uh, justifiable homicides are on the rise. The sergeant from the police department says it's not about police response time because often the act has already taken place by the time the police are called. She says, uh, sure. any time a life is lost, we're concerned, but we can't be on every corner in front of every home. And we know there are citizens who will do what they you have know, to to protect themselves. Just by saying the very same thing that this police person is saying here on the air, and this is what we've said all the time, we'll get all this rhetoric like we're anti-cop. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the reality this is the reality of police protection. They're not there to protect you. They're there to clean up the mess. It's a terrifying position in which Kevin Early found himself in November when he was held up at gunpoint outside of his home in an upper middle class area called Rosedale Park. Neighbors called the police, but it was 25 minutes before an officer arrived. So, I mean, you know, here's the the, the, the claim is always going to be made that, uh, you know, it's the it's the poorer neighborhoods here in Rosedale Park. It doesn't seem to matter. Early, the director of criminal justice studies program at this is the guy that was robbed uh, was the director of criminal justice studies program at University of Michigan's Dearborn campus. Reasoned with the men for more than twenty minutes before he sensed they were about to shoot him in the head. Then he ran as his attackers fled in the opposite direction. Neighbors emerged from the streets, stately homes with shotguns. He said, "All I could think of was my daughter coming home. I didn't want to s- her to see me shot dead." 
weeks earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not worth I mean, give him the money. <laughs> earlier, Early packed up his home and left Detroit. He hired threat management to supervise the move. He says, where else did the police come to your house after you've been robbed and ask you, why did you call us? Free Talk Live. More coming up. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 1-855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Listening options are available. Live streaming is there around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is always playing at listen.freetalklive.com. We've got it in broadband, midband, and narrowband flavors, so different uh, size connections for your whatever internet connection you're using. Uh, one of them will likely fit you. And uh, on top of that, you'll find the over 100 great radio stations that air the show throughout the week at various different times. In addition, our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, and we've got two channels, by the way, that we're on on XM, the KU Band Free-to-Air Satellite Channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. It's all over at listen.freetalklive.com. Sound Wisdom's SG-1 Solar Power Generating System can give you the basics in an emergency or be expanded to handle your whole house. It'll take a 25-foot cubic uh, freezer. That's one of the really big ones, completely off the grid. Um, You can add a few solar panels and batteries, and it'll handle cooking and heating your water. This is the only system that you can start small and expand at your own pace. Even adding solar panels and batteries uh, you get from other companies. Uh, you can, uh, at any time, you can call. Their experts are standing by to answer all your questions. It's freetalklivesolar.com. But this is, it's intended to be a backup system, but this is a great system if you're, say, in some sunny location. You can, you can take stuff, uh, parts of your house off the grid completely with the SG1. It's freetalklivesolar.com. All right, so we'll continue here. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want. The news is out of Detroit, and it's big news that the police are uh, pretty much next to worthless in Detroit, responding on an average of 25 minutes on a priority call. So if you just had you know, your house robbed, they're going to be there whenever they feel like showing up. So priority meaning like actual crime in progress, someone's being held at gunpoint, that kind of thing. 25 minutes, the average uh, Call time there, and in some areas, the city of Detroit has turned off street lights. Uh, they've shut down the Detroit police departments during overnight hours. They're they're restricting business hours to like nine to five, basically in Detroit. <laughs> they've got bankers' hours for the cops. So if you need to fill out a report for the police and you work during the daytime, well, you pretty much have to take the day off of work to go down there instead of saying going after work as you would with any other city with twenty four hour police. And so things have just gotten so bad, people have decided they're going to take things in their own hands. They're forming neighborhood watch groups. They're arming up. They're hiring private protection services organization like uh, Threat Management Center 
the Threat Management Specialist. Their website, ThreatManagementCenter.com, just went there a, a moment ago. And uh, their logo says, Threat Management Specialist, Deterrence, Detection, Defense, Tactical First Aid, Tactical Driving, Tactical Firearms, Tactical Psychology, Tactical Baton, Hand-to-Hand Combat, the only thing that's not tactical, apparently, and Tactical <laughs> Knife and Tactical Law. So uh, these guys are available to the people in Detroit. This is an agency that says business is booming. Things are going very well. And apparently there's private protection services available from as low as 10 bucks per month uh, there in Detroit. I'm interested in learning more about some of those options. Like what is it that you get for 10 bucks a month? What do you get for 200 bucks a month? Uh, wh- what is it the market is providing right now? I mean right now where they have really only had this situation for a period of – a relatively short period of time. But the market doesn't require a long period of time to step in and take care of things. Right. $10 sounds even affordable after you've paid taxes to your local and city governments. You know, that's a great point, and it was a question I wanted to ask about this. At what point are the Detroit people going to realize that it's time to stop paying the city? When will they finally, you know, because if this threat management company, and presumably they probably have a competitor, and if not, they will soon, uh, when these private protection agencies start getting more and more business, when are people going to look at that property tax bill, come in and say, well, wait a minute. How come we're what paying these people am again? I getting here? Right. Why am I cutting this check? They've turned off our street lights. The cops don't come around. And when you do finally get the cops to show up, as one guy pointed out after he was held up at gunpoint uh, and waited, managed to hold the criminals there for 20 minutes just through conversation, the cops still didn't show up until five minutes after they left. Uh, then the cops roll up on the set and they ask you, why'd you call us? So a at, what, at what point are the people of Detroit going to decide, well, maybe we just won't cut the full property tax check. Maybe maybe we'll only cut half of the property taxes or just completely stop paying entirely. Oh, I, I say do it in baby steps and really confuse the city so that you can point out, like, this is why I'm not paying this yeah. you know, extra property tax, because I've already replaced that service. Thanks very much. Here's my receipt. Just so you know, I'm hiring somebody else. Get out of here. We don't want your services anymore. It sounds great. I mean, but, you know, it's <laughs> why wouldn't they? I mean, these people I, are ballsy enough to take take the law into their own hands, so-called, defend themselves, arm up, shoot intruders. I mean, at some point, they're going to come to the conclusion that this is not necessary. Paying the government is is a waste of their money. They could take that money they're paying the government and hire threat protection the next level of service, like presuming they have different tiers of service, you know, maybe that maybe what they're paying to the government would make the difference between a you know twenty four hour roving patrol in the neighborhood and not having that. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I, I I don't disagree with any of this. You're going to get probably better service from threat protection. All it's going to take is for one of these uh, protection groups, the like the neighborhood watch group. Usually, people in these neighborhood watch groups are pretty into it. Like they go out, they get two-way radios, they've got uh, communication they systems. Be, they've got like they're they're saying they're arming up, getting a bunch of weapons. So all it would take would be one meeting or a couple meetings of these this group. You know, maybe there's ten or twelve people in it. These are all homeowners, perhaps. Uh, they all say to themselves, "Okay, let's team up together. Let's stop paying the property taxes. We'll also pool some of the money that we would pay in property taxes. Hire another level of uh, you know security for the neighborhood, what is and then the- tell the city to go pound sand when they come after us." Another advantage to what you're talking about is what is the city going to do with another abandoned house exactly 
another dollar, you know, a house worth a dollar. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, how, how do these threat management people stick around? I mean, I was always told that people who compete with providing government services are terrorists. So how, how long is it going to be before the uh, city of Detroit starts saying, hey, you better not buy from these people because they, they are terrorists. It's a good you know, question. They're, they're and trying so, to protect you. It's worth taking it's worth taking a look at and, and you know, continuing to observe the situation and see how it plays out. But here you have it. Here you have private protection agencies arising from market demand and supplanting the government. They've all it's already begun. So at what point will the, you know, in the agorist view if you read Samuel Konkin's uh, agorist, Agorism of Primer or Primer or whatever it's called, like he's, he did this mm-hmm. thing on agorism way back when. And the idea of agorism is to create alternatives to the government and that eventually those alternatives will become more popular than the government and eventually the government will just be left behind. Is that what we're seeing the beginnings of in Detroit? It'll be interesting to watch. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Ed's in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Derek J. Mark. How you gentlemen doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I'm four cops on duty at only eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I that's two-thirds less cops, uh, damage they can do, right? It, fewer laws. I want fewer cops, fewer DAs, fewer jails, prison, just like in 1972. They were supposed to start shutting down prisons. No more prisons to be built. Oh, wow, that would have been nice. They were supposed to shut down prisons. Hey, all this you're talking about to me sounds tyrannical. And a little overblown talking about the gunpoint. Crime has never been low as it is today. And also, well, in Detroit, they are still the second most murderous city in uh, in America. I think just right, behind Baltimore. And right, and the reason why the war on drugs, as I know you will agree, all you look at any large population or, or any city with a large population of black skinned people and brown skinned people, you will see this devastation. Their families have been destroyed for the last, what, 30 years due to the war on drugs. And, and like I asked people, let's take the, uh, the white fathers out of the homes for 30 years. <laughs> Think about this. Black males only make up 6% of the American population. They constitute 75% of those incarcerated for drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is total insanity. Right, and then you take me. take dad out of the home, and that's supposed to make the home life better for the kids? Well, well we, it's destroyed the families overall. So see, and, and in this insanity, as y'all may know, you can get a drug charge. You can't get any student loans, any kind of government assistance oh, yeah. whatsoever. It'll ruin you your life. rape, rob, and get any student loan you want. Ed, thanks for the call as always. Appreciate the thoughts. 855-453. Your thoughts are welcome in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live next. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll-free, bring up anything you want. 
1-855-450-3733. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. There are a variety of things you can do to help promote Free Talk Live. You can, uh, for instance, uh, download flyers and print them. You can download web banners and use them on your website or blog. You can also get a free bumper sticker. Details are all there over at promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote.freetalklive.com. We're exploring the Threat Management Center. Uh, It is a private security group that has risen to prominence in the Detroit area simply because, well, they're offering the services that the government refuses to. The government cops taking on average 25 minutes to respond to a priority call, shutting down their offices during non-business hours. Sorry. You could still technically call dispatch if it's midnight, but if you wanted to go into the police department to, for whatever reason, talk to somebody, maybe you lost something, maybe you want to file a report or whatever, nope, just have to wait till the next day. Cops show up on the scene and ask people, why did you call us? When they've already gotten the supposed reason that was called, which is why they were sent there in the first place. Suggesting that either they are not interested or incapable of providing the service that was requested of them. So ThreatManagementCenter.com probably should put a little more money into web design, uh, but nonetheless... Why should they? They're busy providing service to people and getting paid to do it. Well, you know, it's nice to have a website that looks nice, uh, and there's needs a little bit of help. But all, all that aside, they are providing services to people, and their mission here, it says, over at ThreatManagementCenter.com, is the objective of our organization is to make the world safer by denying the opportunity for violence to take place. By using tactical psychology, tactical law, and tactical skills, we create conditions which, by design, are not conducive for violence. Viper's threat management emphasizes the use of deterrence, detection, and defense to achieve nonviolent outcomes. Sounds hey, like that the, sounds great. Sounds awesome. Sounds like somebody I would hire. I mean, I would want somebody who's focused on prevention and focused I, on stopping violence. I don't like their get-ups. I mean, they seem awfully militarish. I mean, Viper. That's what sells, Mark. I, know, I mean, that's, that, people that, want to feel safe. That, it's true. I just, you know. Do you, you want to hire the, the cops that are wearing, you know, pink uniforms as, uh, <laughs> and bunny, you know, like bunny ears? I mean, I'd be interested in trying that. Uh, I don't think you're looking for those kind of cops. I, I, I just don't think that's... Uh, you know, the, What's I wrong with those kind of cops, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> they're the they're kind of, hired for different services. <laughs> right. You'd hire them for a party. You wouldn't want to hire them to patrol the uh, the neighborhood. Or at least I don't think most people would. So then I went on to their page called the, uh, let's see, DECA program, Security Threat Management Division here. Welcome to Recon Security, a licensed and bonded armed security guard company. Recon Security is based in the inner city and owned by a police lieutenant with over 26 years of public service. And this is what will happen, uh, is that the good cops, the ones that are out there actually for the right reasons, the ones that got into being a police officer to stop criminals and stop violence from happening, are going to realize that they can do better for people, for their, for you know, the people in the community, and probably make more money ultimately providing private protection services. So they can take whatever expertise they have learned in their years of fighting real criminals, and then take it to the private marketplace. As many private detectives have been former police and are now much more satisfied working in the in the private detective, the PI, private investigator market, because they control their own business they no longer are beholden to some uh, you know government uh, bureaucrat that's trying to tell them what to do 
I would think they'd be more satisfied that way. And thank goodness the people of Detroit are not complacent with the government's ever-diminishing services. I mean, yeah. how long were they going to put up with that junk? So let's actually jump in here. Uh, we'll tell you more about this uh, recon security in a moment because they've got a guarantee on response times. Hmm. We'll uh, tell you what that is here in a moment. Colin is on the line, though, in Detroit. Colin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. What's hey. on your mind tonight? Uh, not too much. Um, it's really funny that you actually are talking about this. Um, I'm, I, I live outside Detroit. I called in one time about a free city project, but mm-hmm. um, we, we actually talked about this very idea before. And um, our biggest hurdle was to try and figure out, essentially, what to do with somebody once you catch them on a property. I mean, you don't want to lethally kill everybody that walks on a property. Obviously. But what do you, you don't understand what I'm saying, though? Like, once you have somebody in custody, what do you do? Because essentially, under current law, I would believe that's kidnapping. Um, next to that, also, if, you know, you arrest somebody, would you just then turn them over to the Detroit police? Because you're essentially doing exactly what you don't want to do, which is get the Detroit police involved. So I was just curious what you guys would think about that. Yeah, well, that's a good question. Obviously, at this point in time, the Detroit police still exist, and the legal structure and the the belief in government is still high. People still believe government is a good idea. At at this point, they're the the holders of the keys to the jail. And the, uh, you know, so the security company is going to take care of whatever issues and uh, probably apprehend whomever they're going to apprehend and then turn them over to the police. And, you know, honestly, this makes much more sense uh, than anything else. Well, Colin, I would think, you know, what would Batman do? You know, Superman used to leave them for the police, but Batman well, just put enough fear into a, them to deter them again. There's a, really, there, there's a really good reason it was Batman for a reason. I mean, it was, it was fiction. Um, he didn't have to necessarily deal with putting people behind bars and whatnot. I mean, I don't want to do that. I'm a libertarian like anybody else. You know, I don't want to put somebody in some kind of a, a prison system and, you know, perpetuate the cycle of violence and whatnot, but... It is a viable question. What do you do with these people once you catch them? Do you turn them over to DPS? Because, like you know, we just said, that's that's kind of countering the whole point of what you're doing. So, I was just curious, essentially. Well, like I think it's a good like question. A and, market, you know? uh, yeah, I think it's a good question. Obviously, we don't have a free market, uh, so. As of right now, maybe they are turning them over to the police, uh, but at least they're getting these people off the streets and they're stopping violence from happening. I mean, their their primary goal is to prevent violence by being there in the first place when the police aren't, uh, you know, patrolling and doing whatever other services they're offering. And then if something does occur, to respond quickly, to beat the police to the punch. And uh, you're right. I mean, Mark's right here. The, the police still have certain resources that these guys don't have access to. They've got a budget that they don't have. And so there's still a transition that, that needs to happen. Well, I would hope that this is just an idea I'm throwing out there for this uh, threat management division. But w- what if there were like a post of shame? Where I don't think it's illegal to tie someone to a post if you caught them doing a crime. <laughs> what, if, what if in the hey, center yeah, of town there was a shame idea. post? Yeah, and you just tie them up there and let everyone shame them if they want to well, as they I, walk by. I don't, I, don't about, I don't know about tying somebody down like that. But uh, to go along with that, posting on the Internet to say, hey, threat management or whatever the corporation's called their company. We caught this person doing X, Y, and Z. Right, and put their face out there. So it's like it's like a form of shaming, you know. I think there's something to that. I think there's something to that. It'll be interesting to see what the market develops uh, in in regards to these questions. And I thank you, Colin, for the call tonight. 
So, a uh, little bit I think more. We're about a ways it. off from uh, sort of the <laughs> the you know moving away from the paradigm of penitentiaries and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, that's just my the way I see it. Threat Management Center. Uh, skipping to what are the services they are offering people for businesses? Responds to alarm calls, extracting disrupted persons from your place of business, war- warding of loiterers, scheduled patrols for businesses, parking lots and surrounding property, individual or group, uh, group corporate threat management training. Our unique approach to strategically managed threat makes employees feel safer, the effects of which will cause a reduction in loss due to crime. As a result, your uh, patrons will feel safer, which will increase revenue and profits. Residents, we will respond to your home in approximately 10 minutes or less. Guaranteed. That's pretty good. Uh, Thoroughly clear your house, making sure there is no one in your home if you suspect a problem. We can patrol your neighborhood. If you require safer transportation for yourself or your children to or from work or school, we are one call away. Emergency transport to hospitals or a trip to the airport can be arranged as needed. We can provide uh, training for individuals, families, and groups. We offer personal defense equipment, check-ins on seniors or loved ones, background screenings for single females, of potential current relationship partners. So... These are some of the... They'll uh, check them out for you. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Seems like a good idea. You Did know, they say just females? It does say a single females. That's not to say they wouldn't offer it to someone else who is yeah. asking okay. for it. All right. Uh, All those single males that are worried about the uh, the bad chicks they're meeting. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that a lot of people would like to have these guys drive by four times a day. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have them come, you know, you don't have to have a bodyguard at all times. Somebody drives by four times a day, and that's yep. a pretty good thing. And as you, you know, can see, they're offering different levels of service. And as people. they have one of the things in the lawn protected by, what's the name of it? The organization. Oh, threat management. Threat management. That's um, you know, as threat management gets to have a bigger name among the criminals, that's going to be a yeah. We don't want that. We don't want this sign. neighborhood. Yep. Threat management patrols I mean, just, this hood. Just the yard sign is going to be valuable. <laughs> so uh, their website again, if you want to poke around there, threatmanagementcenter.com. But as you can see clearly, they're very market oriented. I mean, they're going to give people what they want. If you want constant patrols, we can offer that for you. It's going to cost you. Or if you'd rather have the neighborhood get together and we'll give you some training on how to use some defensive weapons, we'll do that too. How many cops, uh, police, cop shops are offering that kind of training? To the police people? tell uh, the, the last time I talked to a cop about weapons, he said you no, you shouldn't carry weapons. That's our job. Buy a whistle. I want to see more. He good told cops me to buy a whistle. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Out of time for tonight. Join Derek over at LiveFreeOrDance.com and join us tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752.